This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Uh, hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munson, from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. It is time right now, this very second, as you're listening for episode number 224 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, right in the beautiful Buckatorium, lovely Sherrard, Illinois. Mm Mm-hmm. My name is Steve, and somehow I got wind to just doing the intro. So, uh, Kurt. What's up, guys? Kurt Geyer's in the studio, mm. his house. Yep. Doug Schmidt. Howdy. What's up, porn stash? Nothing. Nothing? You're kind of earning that name around these joints, not because you do a lot of porn, just because you look like you're in a bunch. Yeah. Or filming for them. Maybe. <laughs> hey, happy birthday episode, by the way. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Happy uh, happy late birthday or early birthday. Did you like that you? photo I made of you, little that Doug? That was uh... That was really good, actually. Little Doug with the stash. I laughed pretty hard at that. <laughs> it looks exactly like you do. Doug just shrunk it down. Get on our Facebook and check out the photo of Little Doug with his mustache. 
and man. then uh, go ahead. I'll let you. You're oh, doing the introduction. No, and, then, uh, and then uh, Tank uh, Tank Cameron Tanks here, a guy who uh, looks like he watches porno. Tank, what's going on? <laughs> hey, hey, that's a job, you know. <laughs> that's me. Here I am. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, yeah, I'm glad I stopped over. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Today on the show, <laughs> today on the show, you just start like the bass music starts hitting in. Like, yeah, what in the what in the world are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> um. You got a vet shout out? I do. Hey, Start her uh, out strong. Just want to tie this in with uh, everything. The vet shout out this week is, uh oh, don't say uh oh, is our good buddy Gene Miller, your homie uh, D Rock wanted to shout out or shout you out. Um, we had our shoot last week. Gene was gracious enough to host. Um, this is what uh, D Rock uh, sent in here Branch PFC Miller, 82nd Airborne, uh, U.S. Army, additional info. The- this is hilarious. This acrobatic grunt has no fear in defending our country as well as showing how much heart he has available not just to his family but his friends and even people he just met. This role model of the picture-perfect vet is a saint in his own uh, way in the eyes of God. Thank you for your service and uh, in tribute to the shoot. So that's uh, from D-Rock and from all of us. Uh, Gene Miller, thank you for your service to this country and thank you for being our biggest fan and uh, letting us do the crazy shit that we do and do it at your house sometimes. Yeah, he worked yeah. his tail off. Yeah, he did. He did. So we should kind of just transition to that. And, uh, well, I was wondering, I'm looking at your note here. I'm looking at where you're going. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about the shoot then right away. You know, yeah. going right off of Gene's shout out. Gene Miller hosted the shoot, uh, this year on his property and we had a really good turnout this year. Um, I think almost everyone that said they were going to be there was there. There was a few that weren't. Um, but we know next year that we can have a few more yeah. um, show up. So we're going to – me and Gene, we're talking about it. We're going to figure out more details. For next year, we can think we can we can let like 30 more in, which I think will be, be manageable. We're going to do things a little different. But great turnout. Gave a bunch of stuff away. Played a lot of games. It, it was a perfect day. It was a little hot. Um, but we had a ton of fun. Yeah, met a lot of people in person. Oh, that so uh, many people. Dude, it was uh, it was nuts. You know, everybody. And of well, course, D Rock flew out from Connecticut. Uh-huh. Um, the boys from White Hill Experience drove from Ohio. Two years in a row. Yeah, two years in a row. Our boys from Prairie Storm drove out from Kansas. Yep. Uh, we had some Indiana boys in. We had Michigan boys in. We had uh, Wisconsin boys and girls in. Uh-huh. We had. Iowa, of course, that's easy. We had, I think we had Missouri. Um, Did you say Michigan already? Yeah, yeah I said Michigan. Yeah. Michigan by way of Sherrard. Yeah. So uh, it was a good turnout. Uh, big thanks to everyone who supported that. Uh, big time. Sink Crusher. Um, all our sponsors reached out. Sniper Trail Cams, Broad Force Targets, everybody, uh, HHA, everyone gave something to us to give away to listeners and everyone that came to the shoot. I think almost there was a good amount of people left with a goodie. And we did the giveaways. Uh, we had some unique things we did to do uh-huh. giveaways, and I think it was awesome. It turned out really good. Byron uh, Byron Horton from the Whitetail Experience <laughs> has a video that's coming out tonight while we're recording it, Thursday night. So if you listen on Friday, it's already out. Go look for it. A video that basically shows what went down at the shoot. Yeah, have you watched that yet? Uh, I don't think he sent it to me. He sent me a clip that uh, that I did of eating one of David's delicious hamburgers. Yeah, those are good. Oh, I could play that clip i guess but uh, yeah. it was uh it was really good a clip was nice byron also has a an insurance claim to file because that uh that's how the uh, end of the night ended up we had a storm come through like right when everybody went to bed go camping out of nowhere i'll see if i i don't know if i have the computer mixed minus so let me see but anyway 
Uh, yeah, thanks everyone who came out. It was a ton of fun. Thanks cool. to all our sponsors. Um, yeah, something cool. Uh, you want to talk about Tony Smith's situation? Tony, Tony Smith, yeah. the fucking man. The fucking man. The fucking yeah. Man. All right. So, <laughs> Tony Smith came out, and uh, you know the guy he just recently started listening to the podcast. Yeah, you know, guy's a, a vet himself, and. <clears throat> Decided he wanted to get an elite because we talked about it, hence how he earned the name the fucking man. He drove his 97 Ram, and we know this because it was the same one as in the Twister. He drove all the way from Indianapolis, him and his uh, lovely wife, Jennifer, uh, came all the way out. And we're shooting a little bit, and guy happened to shoot a magic arrow. And if this is the spot that I believe, you were like, hey. Pick a spot. Okay, so I'll, I'll explain this. Yeah, because well, this is how your game was. One of the this giveaways. Is so uh, Dave from Broadforce sent us out one of the really big Broadforce targets. The, those things, dude, last year we had block targets at the shoot, and that thing left with a hole in it. Broadforce targets are, dude, that big one he sent got hammered all day. Mm-hmm. The day before during – or yeah. two days before in the setup, the day before when we were hanging out, all day Saturday, and, dude, who knows? I mean, I'm going to pound the hell out of it. It looks fine. It looks – and the thing is, that big target, I just want to add something. Everyone thinks they're heavy. That thing's maybe 60 pounds. Yeah. Maybe. If that, The only reason why it's a two-person is because it's just so awkward. Yeah, it's just wide. You got them long go-go gadget arms, you can do it, but it ain't heavy at all. I've moved it by myself. You can do it. Anyway, um, so what we did was I got everyone up to the line. I'm like, okay, everyone just shoot. They're like, what do you mean? What are we doing? I'm like, pick a dot. Put the arrow there. Pick a dot, any dot. And then... Uh, I was like, okay, cool. Everyone threw an arrow down there, and my wife, Sam, picked out arrows, and we were doing just pull a random arrow because she don't know who shoots what. Yeah. So she was just pulling arrows, and whoever arrow it is gets a prize. And I was like, you know, just pick one wherever. And she, the first one she picked it was Tony Smith's arrow. I didn't know it, <laughs> and I had an HHA optimizer for him as a giveaway. So I'm really glad he got it because he was stoked. He ran like as soon as he got it, he ran back and found some hardware that somebody had, and he put that thing on there and. Wait till everybody cleared out, and he at least got it sighted into 20. Yeah, he got yep. sighted yeah. pretty fast, yeah. actually. And he was so excited to have that. And, you know, it's good. He, he's a vet. He served our country. And, dude, it, it, it was super cool to let him get a little something back. You know, he drove this way. And, he's awesome. He's a cool dude. I don't yeah. know if this will hold on. Let me see. This is the video we're watching it here of the shoot. I don't know if the music's playing or not. <laughs> Byron's man, he's killing it lately. Yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, Doris just eating arrows. So much money. It doors the steel dough target. Tore some arrows up this weekend. I didn't. I didn't know he had a drone going. I thought the only Jeans kid had that little drone. No, yeah, it was Byron's. This video is so awesome, man. Oh man, you guys are gonna get to see that. Yeah, this video is a good representation of what went down at the shoot, like the fun, the vibe. You know, we don't have a ton of people there because it's a private property and there's not a lot of room, but we we made it happen. That ping pong ball shoot was the best. Yeah, the ping pong ball, the floating ping pong ball was awesome. Your wife killed it. Cleared house. Oh. So did you shoot four of them? Ross Bigger went up to her and goes, Sam, I think it's um, I think it's time you, you hang it up. I think that you've uh, you've outshot everybody. You're, you're doing good. I think it's time to put your bow up. She's like, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm not feeling bad for her anymore. No. She's a better shot. She just gets in her own head, you know. But once she gets going, she just she hammers it. Lights out. 
Dude, the first one she got when she hit it, it was like, like because there's 16 people shooting. Nobody knows who shot the ping pong. You know, the person who shot it probably gets it. She was so excited. We're like, man, it's awesome. She shot it again. It was like, man, it's great, too. And then by the time, like, third and fourth, it's like, all right, yeah, we get it. Everyone's yeah. sick of her. They're like, good job. All right, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> someone else hit it. Eric was ready to fight her. He was getting sick of it. <laughs> what did, he get? Eric got, did he get three or? He got three. I think he yeah. got he was he tied the orange with one, too. So he got four. Yeah, and then Ross is killing it too. I shot one. I shot the first. Well, I nicked the first one. I shot at, mm-hmm. and then after that, it was just. Did Tony crazy. Smith not get one with that new site? I think he was sighting in while we were doing that. I yeah. think he smacked one. I don't. I don't think he, he may hit have. the ball, but I think he. Yeah, liked... he did. He did because he just put the site on. Everybody's freaking out about it. Oh yeah, uh, that's yeah. awesome. HHA man. I hit two and nicked a bunch, but it, it was, was super a, fun. It was a ton of fun. I can't wait for next year. We're, I'm going to try and think of something bigger for next year. Um, but yeah, if you guys are interested, just keep that in mind. Early summer for the shoot. 2019 that's s-h-e-w-t um <laughs> don't, get, no. don't get it twisted don't get it twisted yeah you know but yeah we're working on a lot of things this summer um we're gonna keep hustling out the, the podcast every week of course uh never missed a week so um this this one this year fourth of july is in the middle of the week so that's gonna be weird but we do have an episode scheduled so mm, you guys will have fun with that yeah, I can't wait to podcast with you, bro. This is gonna be weird. You and uh, you and a bunch of guys in shops, man. Everyone's gonna be so happy that I'm not on an episode. It's gonna be nice. We're gonna get stuff done. We got to do a whitetail experience or not whitetail experience, a whitetail angle podcast. The series we do with Ross, Austin, and Clark, all about whitetails. We're due for the next series, which I got to get that going here. Yeah, you better do that one while I'm out yeah. of town too. Yeah. That'll be in July sometime. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, I think that's really all the updates I have for now. That we can talk about. Anyway, moving on to the actual content of the show. Sorry we had to do a little pre-intro because the shoot just happened. We haven't had an episode of talking about it. Thanking everyone for coming out. Doug from Horny Buckseed is joining us. And we're going to learn all about Horny Buckseed. A little bit about Doug. Uh, we've met Doug in person. We kind of, sort of <laughs> shared camp with him at Lodge 5 when Steve was being a drunk idiot on that podcast. I, remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Man, this is a trend. Man, what is up with it lately? You're an alcoholic, bro. You got problems. Bro, I don't think so, bro. <laughs> it's not funny anymore, Steve. You think you're killing yourself a little slowly. Bro. Not quick enough, man. I'm on that Ross Bigger delight here Damn. right now. I'm on that crown and water, <laughs> son. Yeah, and you're giving life advice like Ross does. Ross, you're like my big brother. At least I'm with it. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. You just got to sort your shit out, you know? I'm feel- yeah, I'm feeling it, bro. At least I planned this out. You just fall into it. That's the difference. Damn, bro. I know. It's for real. Damn, bro. Bros. You plan to jump over, you plan to jump over the puddle. I stepped right in it, bro. Well, I knew the puddle was there. You know what I mean? That's I, a difference. I, yeah, I didn't. I just was walking, looking up in the clouds. <laughs> you might figure it out. You just got to pay attention. We I'll just, just inter- dive straight in. We just interview the best hunters I've, you know, every week, and mm-hmm. somehow you can't figure out how to kill a deer. I don't know, bro. It's all on you. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> tough out here, huh? Nah, man, I got no more fingers to point uh, on anybody anymore. I got to... <laughs> yeah. I gotta start looking in a mirror or your, something. Your rookie years are timing out Damn, real dude. fast. We'll be ten years in this podcast. Seems like I don't know, rookie. Yeah, tell still me rookie. how this works, dude. I can't wait to see like my baseball card stat. It's like rookie year, like nineteen years in a row. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ, I never ten got years, a full, I never got a full season in. Ten years later, see shooting one sixty six fire. I'll tell you what, dude. I would have had a damn little stiff, bro. Hey, I would have professional if it didn't blow I can my hear knee those out. things cracking on release. They're so stiff. <laughs> All right, let's get Doug on here. We gotta get to the real episode. He's gonna. Hit us with some business. Hope you guys enjoy. 
All right, on the phone with us, we have uh, the big dog, Doug, who I'm pretty sure we're, he's got an earpiece in, talking like a boss to us. Doug from Horny Buckseed, what's going on? How's it going, guys? Ple- uh, pleasure to be with you guys today. Well, thanks for joining us. We uh, we met you at Lodge 5, and, and a lot of our listeners remember that Lodge 5 episode because, uh, well, one, you were passed out because you were going hunting in the morning, and Steve made a drunken idiot of himself on the podcast. Yeah, that I'm one, glad so. they remember because I sure don't. <laughs> so that's how people remember that episode. But, uh, we hey, I'll tell you what, though. That was an awesome time, though. It really, I mean, that was quite an experience all in all. It really was. Oh, yeah, we got the track... Uh, Jack's deer. Yeah. But well, we didn't have to do any tracking. We just went and did the recovery and did some filming and went back to Lodge 5 and kind of hung out and had a good time. So, Yeah, it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. So we have you here on the podcast this week to talk about your business, obviously. Um, I figured what we could do is just start with a little background on you and then how you got into this business with, with Food Plot Seed and all that and kind of just where you're at today, how it came to be. All right. Well, um, Oh, you ever hear that old saying, some of your greatest things come by accident? Well, this was definitely an accidental thing. Um, short story long, I'm a third-generation farmer. I'm still living on the same farm that my grandparents built back in 1917, which makes it 100 years in the family. Um, I enjoy doing what I do. Um, as far as getting into the food plotting, it started many, many years ago, probably in the 80s. Uh, is when I first started into it, and it was there was no such thing as food plots back then. Um, my dad, I said I was an absolute idiot for planting anything because he thought, you know, why waste your time and effort to feed a deer? Um, and and, and I, I understood that. I, um, you know, baiting was big. Baiting still is big um, from the from the you know that standpoint. Um, but um, we got started kind of you know putting in food plots for uh, friends and family, and then it went on for customers because i had a landscaping business at the time and i was putting them in plots that you know they could watch deer from their house and you know it kind of took off from there then i got in with some deer farms and uh, helping different deer farms and i got to know deer anatomy and i got to know their their room and i got to know their structure how they were built i got to know all of these things and once i got to know all of them it kind of just kind of took off from there very cool. Yeah, I guess back in the day, if no one planted for deer, it's kind of like a bizarre thing to to see. I never really thought about oh. that because now it's so common. Oh, right. Back in the day, there was, I mean, my dad said, you're a full-bledged idiot. He says, why in the heck are you planting for deer? We got, you know, we got corn. And even back in the day, there was both this thing as soybeans. I mean, you know, back in the, in the early 80s, soybeans weren't even big up here in Wisconsin. I mean, there, you know, you just didn't, you never had soybeans. Um we grew green beans. Um, we had green bean contracts, and we couldn't believe how much a deer would eat those. Well, you know, now, you know, everything has evolved. It's come full circle, you know. Um, you know, and so it's kind of taken off, you know, and I, I, I'm, and we've, I'm really big into it now. So I'm all about deer anatomy and what to eat and, you know, their cycles and all of that stuff. So it's taken over a whole new realm for my life as, as a whole. So how long did it take for Horny Buckseed to become a business? Like, when did you finally, like, oh, I'm going to try and make a living at this? Or did it just fade into there so slowly that you just found yourself here? I mean, I know that okay, sound, might sound well, weird. This, but this is, uh, this is all your, you know, this is actually true story, absolute true story. I had a landscaping business that I had for years, and uh, we had two children. Uh, well, I had one at the time, excuse me. And uh, my wife just said, you know what? We should try to get something a little bit more stable. Um, maybe, you know, we should, you know, you should go out and just, you know, punch a clock and uh, let's sell the business. So we sold the business. 
I started working for one of my old customers, um, actually, and I started working for him as a vendor rep. He had owned a vendor rep company. So we were a vendor. I was a vendor rep um, working under him for a while, and then um, the group, and then all of a sudden I became a manager, and then I hired my wife on to work part-time and a bunch of other people to work part-time, and we were going through stores, and we were you know, repping different, different product lines, and you know, getting them faced and do stuff inside the store. And, in the, in the, you know, basically you're like you're, I was like, it was a fleet farm, and I know you just don't have them down there. Farm but, and fleet. Um, it's, it's <laughs> fleet farm. farm. Fleet, yeah, yeah, well, fleet farm. Fleet farm's up here, farm and fleet's down by you. So kind of, you know, it's the same type of a, of a store. Um, anyways, short story long, the, the company as a whole sold out, and the younger generation took over, wanted our 3%. So, my wife, my, I got my wife and I lost our jobs on the same day. So we had no job, um, and we had two kids in diapers at the time. And I got offered jobs to move. And um, I'm not a city person. I'm not taken away from city people. I'm not a city person. Um, my wife is a city person, and she didn't even want to leave. So um, you know, we we we. we we're sitting around the table one night, um, my wife and I and a couple of, of buddies that, you know, are good hunting buddies, and we were just talking, and I said, you know, I'm thinking about going, I'm uh, starting up my own seed company, and uh, they're like, oh, my God, you should be doing that. You're so damn good at it, and I said, well, you know, well, what are you going to call it? And I said, oh, oh I don't know. Um, you know, I you know, I don't know. We live on we live on the beginning of a creek called Whiskey Creek, so I said, well, maybe Whiskey Creek Seeds, and... You know, and my wife's like, are you an idiot? She says, why don't you just call it Hornybach? And I'm like, I am not calling it Hornybach. Because, you now going back to this whole thing, every time we went hunting, Allison and I, every deer that she ever seen that had horns was a Hornybach. It didn't matter. If it had an antler, it was a horn. She's, it was a Hornybach. So, she's not wrong. She called every buck she's seen a Hornybach. Oh, well, so she wanted to call it Hornybach. See, so I knew where this was going. So this is about eight, nine years ago, and then all of a sudden, I got up 3 o'clock in the morning, went on my computer, and I started Googling cartoon characters in the hunting industry. You know, anything I could find. And there was, at that time, there was nothing. Everything that was branded was skulls and antlers, skulls and antlers. That was all there was. You know, some form of a squirrel, some form of an antler. That's all you see. So right. I went over that's our logo. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, how original for us, right? At least we got a so, microphone I mean, in ours. I mean, I mean, and I'm just telling you, this is, I mean, you go look, bone collector, you go right down the line, okay? It, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That was not, I wanted to be something different, okay? So um, this dates me. I grew up during when there was only three TV channels, and on Saturday mornings were the only days there was cartoons. So all we had was Bugs Bunny for, for 90 minutes. And I was a big bug bunny nut because that's all I had. Um, so I went to my brother and I said, hey, you know, I'm looking to draw a caricature. I said, I'm starting up a seed company. And he looked at me and he says, oh, what are you going to name it? I said, Horny Buck Seed. And he looked at me and kind of smirked. He goes, are you serious, right? I said, as a heart attack. He goes, all right, where is your, uh, okay, where are, you, where are you going with this? Because I know you. You're, the gears are turning. I know you. And I said, I want you to draw me Horny the Buck, who's going to be our mascot. <laughs> or basically their name. And then he goes, oh. And he says, you want something like, I said, you know, like, like you know, like the Bugs Buddy or the Roadrunner or something. I want something in a Warner Brothers look. So after 40 prototypes, Horny the Buck was originated. And then I had him trademarked. So 
you know, it's not about a sexually active beer or some, you know, you know, some buck that likes to screw everything. That was not the case. <laughs> it was about horny, you know, horny buck seed and horny buck seed it is, you know. And so from that's where we kind of got the name and got started. Um, and then, you know, then the journey is trying to get it out there because, nope, we sold so many hoodies and shirts the first two years, we couldn't keep up printing them. It was ridiculous. Everybody wanted one. And that helped us because nobody would buy our seed because they didn't understand, you know, they didn't. They thought we were a joke. So then I started second-guessing myself. Well, did I make the wrong choice here on the name of the company? But then I got really big into the seed development and the seed stuff, and I started learning more and more about seed and brokers and buying seed. And then, you know, so now it's kind of really taken off. But that was how it originally started. You know, some of your best things start by accidents, and I have to say it was an accident how it started, but um, it's really taken off as a whole. No, that's awesome. That that was looking at the logo, and I was wondering how you thought of that because he's a stud. He's, he's winking, and he's just got, like, that shiny pearl tooth just ching in the sun, so – that's pretty awesome. Well, yeah, it's got that crap-eating grin is what it is, you yeah. know. Um, and, and, you know, <laughs> I have so many people that absolutely love it, you know. And, you know, like I said, it was just something to get us out. Um, at first, a lot of people thought that, you know what, it wasn't going to take off because it was, you know, it was because they didn't know me as a person. Um, they thought that, you know, I was, you know, um, and I was far from the truth. So the moral of the story is don't judge a book by its cover. But once they got to know me and know what we're really all about, man, I got pastors wearing our shirts now. So it really doesn't <laughs> matter, you know? And I mean, and I mean, that, that, that's true. I'm a God-fearing person. That's who I am. Um, you know, I, and, and I don't have a problem with it. You know, it's all about perception. It, it's, there's a lot of ways you can put a spin on it. Um, but people love it. And I mean, I, I can't, I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of, humbling experience so to speak yeah for sure that is awesome that's a cool story too it's a good like you kind of just made your own decision make something happen and, and it took off and yeah, yeah right, it, right it when cool. he said the bugs bunny it clicked right away i'm like oh yeah there yeah. it is yeah i can definitely yeah <laughs> it's cool well i'm more of a hannah baron kind of guy so you know was, uh, well you're younger you're younger than me I, i'm old so <laughs> you know so it is what it is I guess the next step is to maybe just talk about uh, what's your most popular blend that you have, um, or, or just maybe give us a rundown of, of what people like, what you recommend for spring and fall, and I, I guess that, just dive into it there. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, I, I always got to look. I look at it from a different pra- um, perspective than most people. Most people look at it as, okay, I want deer to be on my property, which is great. Um, I look at it from a whole different avenue. I look at it, I want to grow deer on my property. It doesn't take much to attract a deer, because here's the deal. People don't understand this. Deer are the laziest mammals on earth, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. Now, I argue this with people, um, because they sit there and say, oh, no, they're not. And I'm like, listen, here's here's all a deer really cares about as a whole. And I'm just going to throw this into a buck perspective okay mm-hmm. i'm not gonna even throw this at a doe and a fawn i'm gonna throw it at a buck perspective all a buck well all a buck really cares about is where it's gonna sleep where is it gonna eat where is it gonna get its water and where is it gonna stay away from predators at certain times of the year it's gonna care about one other thing where can it get a piece 
That's all it's going to care about. Right. That's it. That's it. So if you can provide a shelter, a food source, a mineral source, a supplemental source that they can get everything they need that they do not need to leave your property, they will stay on it. The biggest problem with deer moving from property to property, 99% of the time, well, let me say that's probably too much, 95% of the time, go look in the mirror because it's us. We are their number one predator, predator next to a wolf, coyote, and a bear. I mean, you know, and you got some bobcats in there too, but I'm talking as a rule of thumb, we are it. I get this all the time when I'm doing my seminars. They'll, they'll talk about all the deer they have on their property, have on their property. Come September, uh, they're all gone or they're nocturnal. Well, I wonder why. No shit. <laughs> no, um, uh, and, and then I sit there. This is my analogy when I tell them this is how I look at it. I said, let's say you have your home and you're a homeowner and you're, you, you own your own home. Okay, now you sit there and you have a lamp in your living room. All right? Now, your kid comes home from school and he's in preschool. He'll never notice that that lamp is missing. So let's just put your preschooler down as a year and a half to a pawn. More like a pawn than anything. Right. Okay. Now, let's say you got an eight. Let's say your kid's in, like, let's say your kid is eight, ten years old. All right. Now, that lamp is moving. He comes home. He'll notice that it's gone, but he won't say a thing. And he'll just sit down next to another lamp and turn that lamp on. He won't say nothing that that lamp is missing. You know? All right. Right, right. Now let's go to a teenager who is, let's say, a three and a half year old. Okay, we're going to see a three and a half year old buck. Okay, so he's a teenager. He'll come out. He'll see that that lamp is gone. He might ask, "Mom, where did the lamp go?" But he'll look at it and be like, "Yeah, I don't understand why it's gone, but it's gone. I wonder who would have took it." And then he'll sit down and proceed to sit there and say, "Ah, well, I don't really give a crap." All right. Now you take somebody who owns the house, the adult in the house. They walk in the house. Where did my lamp go? Who took my lamp? Where did my lamp go? Right away. Because guess what? That's his home. Somebody took something from their home or changed something in their home. They notice it right away. That's the way adult deer is. You go into a woods, into your wherever it is, you put up stands, you cut trees, you do all of this stuff. Your five and a half year old bucks, you think they're not going to notice that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. It's the same the same case scenario so now getting back to the plot end of it here's what i look at i look at a food source as i want it as a protein source so in the springtime we do a lot of i don't i'm not a big springtime planter um i'm probably one of the only seed companies that feels this way um but this is just my take on it and 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 i think that's why we're selling so much seed is because people are winning and here's my take on it if you're going to plant something in the springtime most of our, most of your plants that you're going to plant are at the most an 80-day plant. In other words, full maturity at 80 days. That, and that's, that's, I mean, overly mature, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, let's say you throw that in in the spring of the year. Let's just say you get it in, I don't know, middle of May. Let's just say for the sake of argument. So you got the middle of May, middle of June, middle of July, middle of August. All right, you're sitting there, you're over 90 days. Now, your plant is old, woody. The retail, the, the value, uh, the nutritional value is gone because it's already too old. And then you also have to worry about the drought and everything else that goes with it. So my philosophy always was this. You plant beans in the spring for weed control. If they make it, you leave them. Otherwise, but you're still giving them high source of protein when they're in antler growth. Or they're also when they're fawning and it's going to go into milk production for the 
Perennials will come back with a vengeance the next year because they'll give them a chance to get a good start in the fall. But then in the springtime, when there's nothing for deer to eat, they have the clover and alfalfa and things. As soon as we get the first rains, now you're back to nutritional value to get back into antler growth and for fawning. So, you know, it's the big picture of things. You know, our blends are very busy, but I tell everybody this. We're building restaurants. We're not building a food source, we're building restaurants. And what I mean by restaurants, you're not just having McDonald's. You're having McDonald's, you're having Burger King, you're having Taco Bell, you're having Kentucky Fried Chicken, you're having <laughs> Chinese restaurants, you're having French. I don't give a shit, you're having it all, okay? <laughs> Steve, you're having the, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm over here, I'm like, man, I'll, I'll stay, man. I'm, I'm ready to go to that place. <laughs> but you get, what, you get what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They, they, deer, it's like us. And it's no different than, you know, you know, you can take your favorite food. Let's just say your favorite food is prime rib or, or ribeye. I don't care. Whatever. Chicken. Who cares? You can only eat that how many days in a row until you sit there and say, oh, my God, really? And here's the deal with that. Our body is straight up. We get a lot of our vitamins and nutritional value out of what we eat. So we, when we crave something, if you ever crave anything, it's because you're lacking something. Deer are the same way. Animals are the same way. So my thought process is this. I would rather them all come to your your spot and keep coming to your spot. I don't care if they eat clover one night, eat brass because the next night, I really don't care. They're still coming to your restaurant. So that's how that's how I kind of got the blend kind of formulated. And there's so many different ones right down the line. Tankalicious was our number one seller last year. Um, it just was. It was a great annual produce a lot of tonnage and it doesn't need to freeze for the deer to eat it so they just own the crap out of it we have yeah. a bag of tankalicious here in the and studio. we have a man who is tankalicious in here tank cameron tank yep i'm here tankalicious cool. two tankalicious i love the way you laid that out though you know you're you're building restaurants and i love the i love the whole uh the lamp analogy there because i always use the living room uh move your furniture just moving around analogy <laughs> uh-huh. before on the podcast so I was glad to see that somebody smarter than me agrees. Um, but no, it's it's a cool. It, I mean, it's the easiest way to lay it out for people, especially people with that don't realize how much pressure they put on these animals. Like people think you can just walk through whenever you want during season, and the yeah. next day you're going to kill a buck. Like, well, you know, it's a little yeah. more thought. But you essentially want to put the mini fridge in the teenager's basement. They'll never leave. That, yeah, that is, that's right. a good spot. Yeah, that's yeah. all they need. That's what's in there. Well. I always tell everybody this, you know, and I mean, I don't know, you can say what you want. I always sit there and say, if you're hunting a big buck, there's two things that get a big buck killed. It's gutter is dick. It's just that simple. <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, if you, because sooner or later they got to eat. And the other thing that's going to get them in trouble is that little piece. And that's it. <laughs> they're going to be out. When they're on a travel, they're on a travel. And I mean, how many deer, you know, how many people can't wait to hunt the rut, can't wait to hunt the rut? Why? Because these bucks are on their feet, they're looking for cruises for women, and that. But now, you know, here's the deal: where do you want to keep women on your food plot? Because women don't care; they just want to eat. It's true. They don't care. And see, the thing so, is, you already covered. If they can't decide where they want to eat, exactly. you just put everything in one spot. <laughs> hey, where, where do you want to you eat? Uh, I don't know. We'll give them every every option. Then women can't say no. <laughs> and there you go. There you go. There's always something on the menu, you know. So. You know, I mean, there's a big picture of things. I'm big into growing antlers, big into mineral, huge into mineral. We sell so much mineral, 
And like I said, we don't even advertise it. It's just word of mouth. It's people telling people. You know, I mean, we're averaging from a four and a half to a five and a half, anywhere from thirty to sixty inches of growth. Damn. Uh, you wow. know, um, and, and I, I don't. That. You know, I'm not even. I don't even get into it. Um, here, here's a good story for you, though. Um, I have a customer. He's a real good customer. Um, he's out of Iowa. Um, great ground. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. He's got 700 acres to himself. Um, he's got great, great, great property. Oof. Um, he, I helped him set it up about four years ago and nobody really knows about him because he doesn't want anybody to know about him. And I respect that. And I, and I'm going to keep it that way. But last year he shot three bucks over 200 inches. Holy shit. Now, yeah. Okay. Well, this is where this gets to the Paul Harvey, the rest of the story. Um, one was a, one was a, a 14 pointer. One was a 17 pointer and one was, I think it was a 16 pointer. I don't remember. Here's what was. Here's where it was kind of cool. The the 17 pointer was 207 inches. Jeez. He sent me a picture of it, and he was reluctantly to do that. And um, I seen it, and I looked at that deer, and I'm man, that deer doesn't look old. I'm big into aging deer. That's you know I, I right. I'm kind of you know I'm never going to be 100 percent perfect, but you go with the law of averages and you figure it out. Well, anyway, short story. I went and I and I had to go out there, uh, and I ended up running into him. I stopped at his place and I said, "Hey, I got a question for you." You know, I said, "Can you?" I said, "You got any? You got any pictures of that deer in velvet?" Oh yeah. And he goes, "I don't know where this deer come from. It's not, you know, I, I've never seen it before." But he was on velvet, you know, all summer on the mineral. Oh, all right. I went and I'm looking at that deer, and I'm like, I, the minute I seen that deer, I'm like, there is no way that's an old deer. I just knew. I mean, it had no butt, no chest. I'm just like, you know, there's, and then all of a sudden, after it polished, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, so I looked at him, and I said, he, I said, how old do you think that deer is? He said, it's five and a half. And I said, dude, I, I am, I'm going to say, I'm going to bet my left testicle you're wrong. <laughs> and uh, he said, oh, no, no, it, there's no way you're going to have a deer this big. I said, listen. I, I'm going to bet you that it's not. Are you sure you don't have any pictures of this deer from the year before? No, no, I've never seen this deer before. So I'm studying all the pictures, all his pictures. I'm sitting at his computer, and I happen to look at this deer close, and I notice there's a little notch in his ear, just a little niche. And I said, oh, what? There's a nick in that deer's ear. And he goes, where? And I showed him, and he goes, I'll be damned. I never noticed that. I said, when, you're, when you got some time, go through your last year's pictures, See if you can find them. And he said, okay. Well, it bothered him so much that he thought that I was, he thought I was wrong so much that he called his taxidermist. The taxidermist still had the skull because he didn't eat it. He has a bunch of bugs and he wanted the bugs to eat it, you know? And he, right, right. And, um, the dermatized whatever. beetles. Yeah. So he pulled the tooth out and he sent it into Iowa, DNR, wherever. I get the call from him. And he goes, Doug, you're not going to believe this. And I said, what? And he says, um, the deer was a three-and-a-half-year-old. Holy shit. Wolf. And I said, I said, are you serious? And he says, yeah. And he said, I'm looking at my pictures. I found them from the year before. He had, uh, he was a hundred, about 140, 145 inch. Holy shit. <laughs> Damn. You know, but now, 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 here's the thing on mineral. And I mean, I, I you know. You know, there's that gray area. Well, I got a question for you on mineral too. Here, once once okay. you get done okay. with this, 
Okay, I don't I don't get into the you know I, I don't get into the you know the legalities of it, but I'm just gonna tell you this much. Deer need mineral just as much as a body mills bodybuilder needs his his supplements to grow his muscle mass. It's the same thing with deer. Okay, but in the same token, you can't go give them five pounds and expect them to grow fifty inches. Okay, that this is not apples to apples. You got to feed them. Now, now prime, prime, prime example, this guy got 700 acres. He fed out one ton of mineral last year. Yeah. One ton. Okay, now, now, now everybody's like, I've never paid that much. So I tell everybody this. What is your price on a booner? What is, you know, what is your price on a booner? What is it That's worth? Good question. I'd be willing to spend some you know money. What I, mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, think about it. I mean, no, 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 no. Let's get into the big realm of things where you look at the big, big picture here. And, and this is where I get people looking at me kind of cross-eyed. I says, you know, so let's just say you got a guy who wants to sit there and he wants to shoot a 160-inch deer, okay? Now, now, and, he wants, and now you're going to get different guys. That that's what their goal is. Now, that goal can get very, very a big goal. And I'll tell you what I'm, what I'm talking about. If, if, if you want to sit there and grow it on your own land, that deer is going to cost you a fortune sometimes because first of all, you got to buy the land. Mm-hmm. Then you got to sit there and then you got to pay the taxes on it. And then you got to put in the plots and you got to do everything to do it. And then you got to put the mineral off and, and you still got to worry about your neighbors killing everything. You know? So, I mean, you know, there's that big picture there or, or is it better for you to go to an outfitter who's reputable, pay him the 3,500 bucks. And at least you got a shot at killing one, you know, but the problem with this, with the people today is everybody finger points. I would never do that. I would never do that. I would never do that. Well, no, because you know why? You don't have the opportunity to do that. Right. Here's where I run into the problem with seed. I get this all the time. And this is where I get into, I get into the realities of life. It's kind of just what I said to you. I said, I said, let me ask you this, for example. I said, so let's say you want to put in a food plot. So you're going to sit there and you're going to buy the land. If you don't buy the land, you're going to have to lease the land. If you lease the land, you got to pay for that. Now, if you own the land, you got to pay taxes on it, which is fine. Now, you want to put in a food plot. Okay, so now i got to buy a tractor, buy a tiller, you go through all the work. And if I don't buy one, I have to rent one or lease one. So you got that money. In. Then you got your fuel in it. Then you got your time in it. So then you're going to go through all of this, and you're going to sit there, and I want to plant two acres of seed. But, Doug, your seed is $22 more than I can get it at the feed mill. So I'm going to sit there and say, all right, so you want to go go to your feed mill and buy And I'm not taking away from feed mills. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just going to sit there. Law of averages, their seed is you're off, two, you're off. A lot of it is. But, and if they say it isn't, they're full of crap. I'm just telling you, I know I got a good relationship with my broker. I know how the games are played. Mm-hmm. Moral of the story. So you want to save $22 on your two-acre food plots. Because you can you can save twenty two bucks, so that's what four Happy Meals, all right? Four <laughs> right. Happy Meals. All right. Right. You want to save that, Steve? Is that so that you can, yeah, All of these hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, to save twenty two bucks. I'm taking a chance. I think this will grow, and then when it doesn't grow, here's what the average human being will be. Ah, oh, you know, I planted it wrong. Ah, uh, you know, the weather was bad. Uh, I don't think I, I got too many weeds. You know. They don't go through and they don't do it right, and then they piss them off. And, I mean, what are you supposed to do with that? You know, I, I get frustrated sometimes. I tell everybody this and another, another analogy. So how many 
to Walmart and buy the cheapest oil they can get <laughs> and cheat the oil with it. That's true. You Most. know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know of anybody that's going to do that because they, you know, they got that much of an investment in it. Yeah. You're going to put your best you can in it. Yeah. I, 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 so I just sit there with people, and I, I, I don't think in life I'll ever figure them out. But, you know, that's how I look at it. Uh, you that know, makes it, sense. I like it, how you're laying it out. I think it's a, that weird thing. I mean, there's this little thing that, that goes on the Internet. And I, I, I think it's in our head, too, where if you're going to buy a bunch of stuff online, you know, your total is like 412 bucks, And then you see shipping is like 46 bucks, and you're like, yeah, I don't want to pay that. You know, you're going to drop that. I, I, I don't know what that is, but, you know, I, I always – just thought if something is like your seeds, 22 bucks more expensive, but it's, it's designed for a specific purpose. Obviously there's a little bit more research done in it rather than like, I'll just go grab the generic, some clover or whatever, you know, there's, there's a reason why the price is higher. And for me, I've always supported small businesses. Well, to the day I die, I get it. There's a reason why you pay more. It's because you get more. You know, well, that, that, you know, and my girls always tell me this. They said, "Doug, your knowledge is so valuable," and she and they're like, "You know what? A lot of times we feel like you're wasting it." And 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 I and this is me being back to you guys are consumers. I'm a consumer. I'm a business owner, but I'm still a consumer. Okay, so I no different than you. I'm going to look for your best price for the best quality that you can get for what you can do. Back to shipping. Shipping. I hate it. I'm trying to get into bigger stores so people can go into the stores and get it. I understand that. But in the same token, you know, you know, is it worth that extra 20, 30 bucks? But here's what don't, I'll never understand. I'm not a drinker. Don't really care if people do drink. Don't take it the wrong way. But I know guys that spend $150 a weekend in a bar. And they come over here and they bitch about an extra $5 for a bag of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can. You know, look at them. Wait a minute. That's one old-fashioned more. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't get it. I, I'll never understand it. I really won't. Humans today, I, it's, it's a struggle. But I am still, I will ever, it's one thing that I started when I started this business. That was one thing that I said that I would always do. Is customer service. We are only as good as you guys use it. You know, and, right, and, that, right. and, that, and, that's, and that's true. I could, you know, I'll, you know, you guys play, uh, you guys play a glyphosate, right, or Roundup or whatever, correct? Right. Okay. How many of you guys spray it on the ground? Bare ground. Bare ground. I didn't spray it this year. Not okay, on the bare well, ground. Okay. Well, all right. All right. I bet you I take 20 calls a month that people spray their dirt with Roundup. <laughs> it's like wiping I, before I, you just, poop. That's their, that's, their that's their weed prevention. That is their weed prevention. And I look, I'm on the phone and butting my wall in my warehouse, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, really? Dude. I, said, I said, I don't want to pee in your Cheerios, but I'm going to tell you something. You just wasted your money. Well, why, why is that? Because glyphosate only kills what's green. <laughs> really? Are you kidding me? Well, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you one better. This one's even better. I don't even know if the guy's still married. 
If he is, he's got a wonderful wife. <laughs> there we go. There we go. He called me up. <clears throat> he lives, uh, and I'll just designate the state. He was in Missouri. Nice guy. Super nice guy. He called me up. First time food plotter. First time food plotter. And I spent an hour with him on the phone. An hour. Explaining, 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 explaining. And he was all excited. I mean, like a kid in a candy store. About a month later, this is put us into July, I get a call from him. And he said, hey, Doug, I got, I, I, I'm so excited I got to share this with you. And I said, what do you got to share with me? He said, I sprayed my first, I did my first spraying today. Oh, and I said, oh, man, well, I, I said, awesome, great job. I said, how did it go? He said, oh, man, it went so good. I went to, I don't remember what store it was. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember if it was a tractor supply, something like that. I don't remember the name of it. But I, I picked up this stuff called Weed Killer, and, man, I went and I sprayed all my weeds. And I said, oh, man, awesome. And I said, um, and he said, I had enough left over that I sprayed my whole lawn because it was so full of weeds. And then I actually sprayed my wife's hostas because there was weeds uh, in them, too. Uh, and, I, and, I'm, you know, and all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, this, this can't be for real. You know, this can't be for real. So I, I, I said to him, I said, hey, you still got my notes in front of you? And he goes, yeah. I says, Where, did I did I tell you what to spray? He goes, yeah, yeah. You told me to spray a weed killer with this glyph, glypho, glyphonicinate. Or, you know, he's trying to pronounce it. I said, oh, glyphosate. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, that's it, that's it. So he said, I went and I got the extra strong stuff. Oh, no. And I... And I said to him, I said, well, I, I, he said, did I do good? I said, well, I'm going to tell you something. You, you got to look at it from the, I'm going to look at it from the positive. You will not have to mow your lawn probably this whole summer. <laughs> <laughs> because here was what else what was funny. You know, a, you ever hear of a quart to the acre? Okay. Uh -huh. That's, you know, I usually use a quarter to the acre of the 40%. That's usually what I use. Or 30 and above percent. Okay. He put two and a half gallon oh. Oh. <laughs> he put the oh, whole no. he could probably sell that lawnmower it's like he's got the yeah, land of the neutral I, ground yeah. <laughs> oh, and, Jesus. You know, and he told me he goes, oh my god my wife is in, in, in Florida right now I said, well you can claim drought I don't know what you can claim but man dude I wouldn't tell her um, Damn. You know, I, I, and I don't, I don't know if he made it or not. You haven't heard from him since. Never heard from him Uh oh. Um, but I mean, that is a business owner. That is what I deal with, no. and, and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to upset him. <laughs> I really didn't want to upset him. Doug, you know, I have an idea like, for you, man. <laughs> I want to try and save you some headache, and maybe you already have this out, and I'm just not aware of it. You need to do a the like a, a video series on YouTube, then you can link it to your website or social media or whatever. The the Doug from Horny Buck Seed is going to lay out the very basics of food plotting. This and that way, you just save your breath on all the basics, and you can just step by step. This is what you do. Any questions other than what I've mentioned? Then you can contact me. That way you just save yourself the headache. <laughs> you, you know what's funny? It's funny you said that, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, that's what actually I've had several different guys talk to me about, and we are going to film that this year. Yeah, that needs we to happen, man. <laughs> I, I am, I am, you know, and I, you know, listen, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not Jesus. Okay, but I, I can I can grow plots. I can help people grow plots. Last year, last fall, 
Um, I think it was from October. I think I don't remember. I wrote it down in my in in my office, but I think it started October fifteenth or October. It was like in the teens, and it went all the way up into the middle of November. I had a customer either call, email me, or text me a picture of the buck they shot off of our stuff. And in, in most of them were 140s or bigger. That's awesome, and, and, man. And, you know, I mean, and, you know, what? Um, I had a customer call me last year. Um, funny story, call me all out of breath. I mean, I mean, I thought the guy, I, you know. You know when a guy when a guy calls you on the phone and and, and they're huffing and puffing and you know and they're like oh my god Doug oh my god I had to call you and I'm like what you know hey you know what's going on he goes I just shot the buck of my life that big buck that I was telling you about that I had on camera blah 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 I killed him I killed him I, he's, he's dead he goes he's laying in my plot dad I see him dad he's dead you know and I'm like oh my god I said what did your wife say he said I didn't call anybody. You're the first person I call. <laughs> you know, and, and that's, you know, and I'll tell you right now, that is, I don't even have to sit in the stand. Um, it's just so rewarding to me because I take so much pride in what I do. And and so to me, that, you know, you can't put a price on that, you know? No, that's and, and that's I, awesome. I love it. You know, and I love it, you know. But, I, you know, you know and you, okay, now you were talking about, you were saying about minerals, you had a question about, but, well, what was your question on that? Yeah, well, I know Illinois, we can't use mineral. and the mineral well, Not uh, yet, anyway. Well, not yet. That's the thing. Uh, you sent some mineral out, and uh, Eric snagged that up real quick. Yeah, um, me and Eric are going to use it. Yeah, so I know they just they had the – trying to pass the bill to get uh, mineral legal in Illinois. And I didn't know if you knew any insight on that or had an opinion on it and where that's going. or I, I didn't know you if know, you, you knew anything. I'm I'm going to – I don't know where it's going, um, but all I'm going to say, this is where I'm, I'm very frustrated with with the whole outdoor industry as a whole. It all starts with this. Um, you know, you, you're going to have people that are going to have pros and cons to everything, and, and, and you got a lot of these people who think they know a lot more than they know, and you have some people that don't know nothing and think they know more than they know. Um, when it comes to, you know, mineral, and then you get into the CWD, um, and then comes the politics. Right. And, yeah. and, and I'm going to tell you right now, 99% of it is politics. They can say it's not politics, but it's politics. Um, and, and what I mean by that is there's people, it's all about this one little word called money. Everything is driven by money. I, I don't care. You can strike me down for this, but I guarantee you, if people would manage the way they should manage, we would not have any issues. The problem that I run into is as hunters, hunters can't think the same way. Nobody's on the same page. And I get frustrated because you can prove to them things, and they still, you can sit there and say, hey, I bought a red truck. Well, that ain't red, that's burgundy. You know, like, no, it's a red truck. Well, you know, it's candy apple red, but it ain't red red. Right. You know, and I'm like, really, dude? You know, it's a red truck. It's just red right here. You know, and I, it's no different than it back to the mineral thing. You know, minerals are so crucial and important, but. Most DNRs in most states say, oh, well, we can't have those because that spreads diseases. 
Right, and that's a you big know, debate on Facebook everywhere. Everyone's a chronic wasting disease expert. And that's oh, and yeah, it's, but, a, it's well, a topic that I steer away from a little bit on the podcast because I'm ignorant to it. I don't know a lot about it. There's a lot of other podcasts that talk about it in detail, and that would be interesting. That was the next question without trying to get you to go too deep in a rabbit hole is like what your thought was on that in mineral because everyone's like, oh, mineral okay, causes right. the spread of CWD, and I don't believe that. But Right. Shouldn't it okay, be affecting salt everywhere? Kills bacteria. So, salt kills bacteria. Here's, here's, what, here's where we're going to get into the – the real, the, the pros and cons of it. Oh, here we go. Deer, deer as a whole are communicators. They're communicators. Deer, okay, you take a deer, a, a, a cow, a sheep, a goat, they all have the same rumen. They're all in the same family. They're all different. Some are browsers, some are grazers. They're all the same. But if you watch animals, you know, you watch cows, you watch deer, do they lick each other? Absolutely. All right. So they are touching each other all the time. Now you put you put a mineral base down in a, you know in a, in a, you know in an area. If they're if they're going to eat it, they're going to eat it. It's no different than them if they're eating on a on a, on a corn cob here and they eat you know fifteen kernels off of it and then, and they got all their saliva all over it. The next year ain't going to come and sit and say, "Oh my God, hey Jackie, you spit on this cob." <laughs> It's like, bro, look. So, I mean, you know, and, and, you know, and here's another analogy. When you've got so many does, 
fucks become lazy. Because it's yeah. kind of like you going into a, a, a woman's nightclub and you're the only guy in it. Yeah, you're not getting <laughs> well, five foot through the door. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I don't care how ugly you are. You still are going to have a chance. <laughs> you're doing a lot of eye pumping. Yeah, there's a lot of odds you know for you mean? there. You know, you're, yeah, I mean, you're bound to find something, okay? Um, it's no different with, with deer. you got to get, you've got to eliminate it. And here's another one I always run into. I'm big into genetics. I'm huge into genetics. I love watching genetics. You know, over 80% of the genetics comes out of adults. Okay, but here's here's where we go. You know, once a spike goes, a spike killing. All right, that's a lie. But knock yourself out. <laughs> right. Then you'll have you know, then you'll have a two and a half year old at the basket rack eight who probably didn't have enough nutrition, whatever the case may be. Well, he's got bad genes. I don't want him breeding anything. I'm gonna kill him. You know, so you know, I if you want to justify what you want to kill, just kill it and shut up. Right. You don't have to Own it. it. You know, this is where this is where the social media ruins hunting. It ruins it. Yeah. Because everybody is as a critic. You know, I would have never killed that. I would have never shot that. Yeah, that's people tough too. And especially like, people are tough up. on kids too, mm-hmm. and that's the worst. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, I am. I'm telling you what, I am. If it wasn't for a business, I would leave social media alone. I'm so frustrated with it. I really am. It's a necessary um, evil at times. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, we need it. We need it to get exposure. Um, but here's one thing that I made a ball that I would never do as a business owner. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm still that way. I, I will never talk bad about another company. That's I, very cool. I just feel, I, I, it's just not, it's not in my genetic makeup. Um, you know, every dog has his day. I tell people this. If you want to buy it, buy it. I thank you for the support. If you don't want to and you're happy with going to the big store and buying the big brand names. You know, I had a guy the other day called me up and he goes, you know, I'll never buy another bag of seed with a, with a buck on, a, on, 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 the, on its, you know, on its, uh, a picture of a buck on its bag. And I said, really? And I said, <laughs> what are we supposed to put, a butterfly? <laughs> no shit. You know, <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> what, what, you know, I don't, what do you, what do you, what, you know, what do you want? Well, I, I can go on a seed and I can buy another bag. I said, go ahead. So why are you calling me to complain because we have a cartoon character on our bag? Well, I'm just like you know, I would never, I would never do that. But they, they don't. Right, right. It's like okay, bro. You know, I'm not gonna lose any sleep thing. over it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, like, oh my god, we're gonna have to rip the buck off of our bag. You know, I mean, yeah, horny bucks going nowhere. Horny, yeah, horny butter, horny butterfly, 2019. Get the hell out of here with that. No, I, you know, I mean, you get what I mean. I don't yeah. get it. I don't. I just don't get it. I'm sure you guys probably hear it probably way more than I do because of what you guys are doing. You know, because everybody is a critic. You know, to an extent. Oh but yeah, I, yeah. Well, no, only to uh, one uh, member of the podcast group who probably deserves it. But uh, yeah, we get uh, criticized, and <laughs> by, by we, I mean me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we get it. But the thing is, you know, social media is a necessary evil. Without it, you know, we're a podcast. We're an internet-based <laughs> show. You know, without social media, you know, we'd have a substantially less downloads and and reach. Oh, sure. You know, so sure. we need it. Sure. And that's where, you know, I, I don't really, I use my personal page to repost stuff from the podcast. Yeah. When I post something on my personal page that's not Archie or bow hunting, actually, I don't even know if I do post normal stuff. <laughs> like, other than that, it's just pictures. I happen to be somewhere. Someone took a photo and tagged me in it That's if it's <laughs> non-hunting related. But... Yeah, it's a necessary evil. It's a beautiful thing, but it's also... I hate to say, like, people suck, but 
people online tend to suck. Savages. Yep. They got cheap mirrors. Yeah, they need to know. Well, you, they know, need to know. you know, everybody's a keyboard warrior. You know, and, and he, okay, and, and this is where, getting back to your social media thing, I, I love my customers, and I have a great, I call them a cult following of loyal people who are seeing a difference, they notice a difference, and they will speak for us. Because I don't do solicitation. I don't I don't go and sit there and say, hey, buy our stuff, buy our stuff, you rah rah. Or it's not me. I would rather it come from people who use it and can right. and are just the general public who notices a difference and they're like, Wow, what a difference and I'd rather it come from them, not solicited and from me and that's just who I am. Um, but you know, where I run into an issue as a whole is a lot of these companies We'll get into that, you know, bashing. Our stuff is way better because I said it's better, and it's better, and, and their stuff is shit, or, you know, whatever. And it's not what we're about. I don't get into that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I, it's just, I don't know. To me, it's just bad for business. Right, um, right. And, and I don't, you know, I mean, I tell people, buy it if you want to. If you don't, I mean, I thank you for the support. But, I mean, I've had more and more people that come to me and you know, and, and, you know, and people don't understand food plotting. You're farming. You are a farmer now, whether you like it or you don't like it. You are a farmer. Do your pH testing. Find out where your pH is at. Figure out. You know, we got liquid lime. This stuff is phenomenal. Put it out. Do whatever you need to do. Get your ground where it needs to be. Because you got to go through everything, and you still got to rely on the weather. You know. So I mean, it, there, there's so much to it. You know, and. You know, people just are very, just opinionated, and and they're they're I don't want to say you know strong-hearted or strong-headed, whichever way you want to call it. But man, a living, they go in a direction sometimes, and they're just like on a on a tangent about <laughs> you know this, this 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 and this and this and this, and I'm just like I'm not you know I get tagged in like you know there's a lot of different like food plot pages or whatever they are. Well, of course everybody invites me to them. And I don't even know I'm in the group, okay? <laughs> and all of a sudden I get tagged in it. Hey, Doug, this guy's going off about this. What do you say? I said, you believe whatever you want to believe, and I just walk away. I, I'm not getting into it. I'm, I'm not. It's a I'm waste of time to, at a certain point. Right. It's kind of like, yeah, if they yeah. want to find the correct information, they'll seek out my website or me directly. Right. I mean, you yeah. know, you just got to use what works best for you. And I, I enjoy that, you know, you're all about. Hey, I love your attitude you, about it all, man. Yeah, from, if you from, want to work with other seed companies, that's and to me, capitalism, uh, the the truest form is: hey, businesses are going to fight it out, and competing businesses are going to make each other better. So, you know, if somebody comes out with something, and you know, then you can come out with something, and everybody wins in the end. You know, I, I, right. I think that's the attitude that you have to have, rather than like, hey, why don't we just uh, crush all the competition so we're the only one? You know. Yeah. Then you only yeah, get yeah. one company, I, 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 and then then there's a monopoly on it. Then you're screwed. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, and you know, getting back to you know, like blends, you know, and, and kind of what you we were touching back before. You know, how many times do you reinvent the wheel? You know, I mean, you know, you know, everybody wants to blend for this, blend for that. You know, you know, like you know, now right now, big thing is switchgrass, switchgrass, switchgrass. Like this all the time. I want to put in switchgrass. I want to put in switchgrass, and I'm like, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. I don't sell it, and I'll tell you why. I can get it. I don't, I don't, and we're putting a blend together just for it, but the public doesn't. The, the problem with the perception of, of food potting and anything you're growing, it's instant gratification. 
it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It's a three-year thing. It takes three years to get it really established well. Well, people don't have the patience for that. They want they want stuff that's going to be, you know, 50 feet tall the first six months. Uh, it doesn't work that way all the time. Right. So, you, know, you know, and I mean, and, but here's where it's at. Some of these other companies will say, oh, our stuff will do that. So they'll go and buy it. Then they call me up and they're like, hey, you know, when I bought it from your competitors, and you go, man, they were wrong. This stuff ain't growing where to get. I'm like, so what's your point? You know, <laughs> right. I, you know, I, you know I, I told you, I, I you know, I, I, I'm not going to, I won't lie to anybody about anything that's a sell stuff. I won't do it. Right, Because yeah. it'll come back to bite you every time. Of course. You can't make all that. You can't make, you know, no. Here's another thing. You know, we live in a different climate than even you guys live. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to start. We're going to start planting our food plot for fall here, middle of July, earlier part of July. We plant early up here. But guess what? We get a killing frost here first week of September sometimes. That's <laughs> just so, crazy. You know, yes. it, 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 I mean, we live. In, I live in. I, I live short of Siberia up here. You know, it's a little different <laughs> world. You know. Um, and, and I, you know, I come down there in Illinois and I'm like, you guys suck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it, it's, if you, you don't get a killing process until November, Yeah, you know? Mm. And I'm like, oh man, we're almost ice fishing. You know? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's a, it's a little bit of a different world, you know, but you know, you know, you can take the whole thing with, you know, the way the world is today and, you know, getting back to the CWD and. And you get back to hunters as a whole. And, you know, the problem is that I would wish that people would, would just, just step back and think about this. Why don't you just do what makes you happy? You know, if, if, if you know, I, I tell everybody that I got customers, I got customers right now that kill a year and a half old bucks. And they are happy as a clam. And I have customers that pass on a 180-inch deer. And I look at them, and I just want to throw a punch up. <laughs> you know? And I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I mean, I mean, I don't get it. I, I, you know, but who am I to judge them? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, if, if 180-inch deer isn't making you happy anymore, you got some dang good standards. Yeah, no shit. I'm like, man, I hope one day I get to that level. Right. I mean, you know, but, you know, like that guy that shot that, you know, that 207, that 17-pointer, he said, just think what that deer would have been in two years. <laughs> and I, yeah. said, I said, Jack, I want you to think about this. What if that deer would have got hit by a car? Yeah. You shot him in bow season. You shot him in bow season. You were elated. Okay. You shot him in bow season. You were superly excited. He might have got shot by the neighbors during gun season. He could have got hit by a car. He could have got wounded. The coyotes could have ate him. You'd have never seen him again. Shut up. Right. Yeah. I've shot a 200-inch deer in their life. I have yet to shoot a booner yet. You know, I've passed on a lot of good deer. I go to sit because I enjoy watching deer. That's what I enjoy to do. I would rather shoot a 130-inch, six-and-a-half-year-old any day of the week. I'm good with it. Yeah. I love old, I agree. old bucks on their way down. I mean, I'm good with it. I agree. I'm, I'm all about I'm all about maturity. That's who I am. I don't sit there and say, well, you know, I could have left them another year, but, you know, I decided to take them this year. You know, I'm like, hey. You got to own it. You know, 
Yeah, kill what makes you happy. For Period. sure. You know? I agree, man. So, I think you've made some of the best points throughout this episode, man, and you kind of lay it out there and – and I love that you just kind of went with it. And I'm the whole time I'm sitting here nodding my head in agreement. Yeah. Like, I agree with everything you said, you know, from the lamp thing. You kind of like laid it out like, yeah, hunting bucks is simple. Give them what they need. But also, if you go in and fuck it up, you're going to make it complicated for yourself to try and get it done. And then I, I just everything you laid out, I think, is just perfect. And uh, no, man, I, I that's all I haven't said much. I'm just sitting here not yeah, in agreement. All, I'm like, this is good. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. good. For, the, for those of you who don't get what he said, basically, if you're at a bar and you're trying to hit on a chick and her annoying friend is just there, even though they're not directly where you are, they're just there. You know, they might do something. Don't be that person when it comes to hunting season, man. I, you lost me on that one, bro. But uh, everything that Doug said was sense. good. <laughs> just uh, yeah, you want better than you. You want to stay out and uh, make sure they have uh, the chick has everything she needs. There you go. Well, so you can handle it. I mean, you know, I mean, this... Buy this, drinks. thing is not that. It, it's not that. This isn't brain surgery. You know, right. the, the, prob- the problem that, you know, um, I had a buck over here at home. It was a, over 160 inches. I let him go the year before, hoping that he would make it, and he did. And he was here. He looked beautiful. A big buck, beautiful buck. And, I, you know, I, I, this year, this last year, I would have harvested him. Okay. Uh, found out through the grapevine, through friends of friends, that he was killed. All right. Um, it, it legitimately chasing a woman. Typical. All right. Yeah, man. Uh, You'll have that. Yeah, Been there, done that. And um, I, I reached out to the kid who killed him because he shot him only not even a mile as a crow flies from my house. Um, chasing the goal, and and uh, I said, hey, I said, you know. Congratulations on your kill. He said, "Man, I heard he lived by you. Are you are you upset?" And I'm like, "No, I'm happy for you. I, 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 you know, you killed him, man. I am I am elated for you." I said, "In fact, I said I wish I had his shed, but boy, do I got a lot of pics and videos of him through the years. I just sent them all the pics and videos, of decent ones that I had of him, so he would have a history with him now through via pictures on his." On his on his computer, you know. I mean, yeah, that's very I, you cool. Know, yeah. I, you know, I mean, that's just you know. I mean, hey, listen, it's an animal. You know, it's an animal. I had a I had a customer last year. Um, got a hold of me. Uh, it was like the first week of August. Um, well, I'm gonna back up a little bit. Um, it was. Uh, it, it, you know, he is now a customer. He wasn't a customer. He but he did get a hold of me, and he said, "Doggy said I bought, I bought some of your competitor seed." And he said, I, I found out that I don't know what I'm doing. Um, could you help me? And I, um, you know what? Sure. I said, what, you know, what are you planting? Where are you at? Okay. So um, here's here's another thing back to real don't know how to measure. Okay. So I, I, I get to his property because he's about 10 miles from me. Uh, I get to his property and, uh, you know, and I can tell he's looking at me kind of somber, like I'm going to be mad. And I'm like, hey, listen, you know, it is, you bought the seed. I'm not here to condemn you. Um, but um, I looked at his field and I'm like, well, how much seed do you got? And he looked at me and he goes, I showed him and he said, well, he said, this is only an acre. And I'm like, dude, um, you got over two here. Easy. I said, rule of thumb, 70 yards by 70 yards is an acre. Or if you're at a football field, just do 10 to the 10. That's an acre. Give uh-huh. yourself a little bit of an idea. I said, I said, man, you got over two here. 
I said, I guarantee you got over two. Oh, I can't. They said, you do. You do. I'm just letting you know. So, well, did you bring anything with you? I said, I don't know. I went and I looked in the back of my truck, and ironically, I had some bags in there that my truck tank put in there. And it was tank, ironically. <laughs> um, so, I planted. I, I showed him how to plant, you know, the seed that he had. And he's like, oh, my God, you make that look so easy. I said, this isn't brain surgery. It's just, if you don't know what you're doing, I'm going to show you how I do it. So we planted it, and I came out almost perfect. Um, and then I went and I grabbed my seed, uh, the, the thing, and I planted it right next to it. And I said, well, I said, if there's anything out of this, I said, at least you're going to know a comparison in seed. Let's see how they do, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Okay, so I get the, I get the, a call in October. I think it was like about the middle of October. Hey, Doug, you got a minute? I'm like, I said, uh, yeah, what's up? He said, can you meet me at my property? And I says, well, why did you see you hunting? He goes, well, I'm up here to hunt, but I got to show you something. And I said, uh, you know, I said, I'm busy right now, but I said, meet me in the morning. Are you hunting in the morning? And he said, no, I'll be up in the morning. I'm not hunting in the morning. I said, I'll, I'll swing out in the morning because I got that way anyway uh-huh. so i stop in there in the morning and he takes me out to the plot he said i just gotta show you the stuff that he bought from a store um uh, you know it's a, it's a popular brand and i planted it for him it was about seven inches tall and there wasn't even a track in it hardly at all i went to the tank and it was 19 and a half inches <laughs> And, and there was just, all the tops were just getting clipped off everywhere. And he told me, he goes, what a difference. I said, well, you know, now you know. Now you know. He goes, I'm a, I'm a customer for life. And that, you know, and that's what makes me feel good. You yeah, know? that's I mean, cool. That's, yeah. You know, but that's why I do what I do. You know, you just, I, I don't care. I try to help everybody. I don't care who you are. I, you know, I, I got in this industry to help people. And like I was telling you guys earlier, you know, before we went in the air, I said, I got in this because I'm going back to my roots. Yeah, I that's very cool, come, man. That's what it's all about, really. I just want to help people. I, I don't, you know, I'm not in this to become a millionaire. I don't want to be a millionaire. I deal with millionaires. A lot of them are <laughs> great, great people. A lot of them, not so much. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, they're all dicks. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, and I mean, I, I'm not I'm not sitting here to stereotype or anything because like I said, I met people that, my God, they're the most awesome people in the world, and, and you know, and they're just, I mean, and they got everything and anything they want. You know, I, I mean, I'll, I'll share this with you. This is a true story. I, I went and I walked up, I helped the guy, he wanted some help with his food plots and putting, you know, so I told him, I said, well, this plot isn't big enough because, you know, there's a difference between a food plot and a shot plot. A food plot to me is three acres. Is that can sustain a decent amount of deer through the winter. That is a food source. A shot plot, half acre, acre, quarter acre, that is more of a, a meeting place, an area where they're going to come, congregate for a little bit, breeding area, eat. They're going to still eat, don't get me wrong, but, you know, that tends to go away quicker because of competition. So I just told them, I said, you know, if it was me, here's what I would do. Um, I would make this plot bigger, blah, blah, blah. I would take this one over here and let's, you know, let's flip this over and we're going to put this into... We're going to change it, you know, because you had it all in clover. The clover's pretty much dead out. I mean, it's burnt out already. Let's switch this over. Tell them what my recommendations were for the food plots are. It 
was okay. This was on. This was like on a like a Tuesday in the afternoon. He called me on Thursday. Hey, I want you to come check out my quads. I said, Well, what do you want to check out? He said, I got them all bulldozed already. I'm like, What? He, he got a he got a bulldozer in there and he cleared all the quads out. And that was all of this 48 hours. You know, wasn't procrastinating. Didn't care. He wanted it done right. Uh-huh. You know, that's the difference between some customers. I can't afford to do that. I don't do it. I, I don't. Right. You know. You know. It is what it is. You know, as a whole. So, you know, and that's and that's I guess it's people today, right? You look at it. You know. Definitely, that's that is funny. It's <laughs> I, I just like you know you're getting back to helping people get back to your roots. The industry's you know debatable right now. What uh, I guess what position it's in. Um, so it's good to see. Like I saw raised hunting. We kind of talked about this a little before the show. Like raised hunting's going kind of back to the roots too with their show, which is cool. Um, and that's what it's all about, man. And yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, but- like our podcast, we have a, a ton a ton of fun, and really our you know our podcast is getting back to the roots of hunting if you think about it yeah it's based off the internet but we're having conversation mm-hmm. you know and that's a right. that's a lost art really if you're not in hunting camp when do you talk to somebody about hunting or food plots or deer for an hour to two hours right here it's it's it doesn't happen unless you know sometimes it might happen if you got a buddy that you meet up with all the time but it's, it's kind of a rare thing nowadays which is is pretty sad well you, you know you, you kind of hit it on the head it, it, it is sad hunting industry is going a whole different avenue it, it really is um you know and it's I, getting you know, weird get back to, uh-huh. it is well and it's, it's back to that you know that fake news you know um you know i, I just i'm genuine I, i'm always going to be genuine i told my wife when i met her which is what you get it ain't much but this is what you got <laughs> right. and you know I, I i i and i am not changing who i am um, and I don't believe I've ever have changed along the way. Now, have I met some people that I wish would change? Absolutely. You know, um, but I, I have no control over it. That's their own conviction. You know, but right. as the hunting industry as a whole, the problem is, is this, you know, it's so, even even in the, in the industry as a whole, when people watch it, it's a jealousy fact. You know, you can, you know. Yeah, it's it, a swinging dick competition. Well, yeah, when did the size of a buck, you know, basically form your manhood? Really? <laughs> right. You know, when? When did that make you more of a man if you shoot 160 inch versus 130 inch? Right. Where, 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 where in the bylaws does it tell you, you know, you're there the king for a day? You know, right. I, I tell everybody this kill what makes you happy. I don't care. I'm not here to judge you. And nor should anybody else. But now, in the same token, when I go to people's properties and help them with their food plots, and they're mowing down two and a half year old deer because their neighbor's going to kill them. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, then don't come back to me and sit there and be mad at your neighbor who's not killing two and a half year old deer and is shooting four and a half year old deer. Right. You know, um, you know, and that's what the problem with it's, it's, you know, there's such a thing as a as a good jealousy and a bad jealousy. And here and here's where my analogy of it, or my way of thinking of it, is a good jealousy is you know what, my my neighbor shot uh, you know a 200 inch deer. It was always on my property. I'm upset. I wish that was me. But in the same token, be happy for them. 
someday it will be you. Right. You know, you, right. You know what I mean? And you got some guys that are like, you know, the, the total opposite. They won't even talk to their neighbor for years yeah. because they shot a deer that walked across their pump Yeah, that's you the know, bitter jealousy. Know. It's I mean, better if you can admit that you're jealous. Exactly. Like, like oh man, fucking Tony shot that 200 yeah, incher. Man, I'm yeah. so jealous. Like that's yeah. yeah, you're jealous, but you're not pissed at Tony. Yeah, I, but you got right. guys like Doug who are like, hey, I found out you shot that deer that I want. Here's all the information I have on it, so you can enjoy it the way that I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Me and my neighbor do that. Send pictures yeah. back and forth. And I mean, because like, hey, you can't change the fact that it happened. Because like, yeah. like what you said, Doug, is that animal's going to walk. It's a wild animal. It can literally walk wherever the hell it mm-hmm. wants to. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I have a bad neighbor. He says that any deer that ends up on his property, it's his deer. He owns that deer. He owns it. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. He's bad. He goes around the county and he looks at other property, making sure everybody's legal. Otherwise, he calls the uh, Johnny Law. Yeah, he'd be getting he, his he's ass. He's just in the way, kind of, at this yeah, point. So. Yep, yep, yep. His I name is Tom. I don't, I don't get it. That's I weird. It. <laughs> hey, I, 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 don't. I do have uh, one more question. You know, since we're talking about honest men and women, um, we're all working class here, except for Doug. He's a. Uh, polo kind of guy eat shit <laughs> we uh eat shit you know we all uh we don't sit in an air-conditioned or heated office like doug does doug schmidt you gotta clarify there's doug two schmidt. dugs oh i'm sorry doug schmidt well yeah, right, but... i don't know what an air-conditioned office is i, I don't even have tractors open hey in my defense it gets kind of cold in there guys <laughs> yeah, oh, we're long God. sleeves on a 90 degree day i get What's chilly up? Yeah. <laughs> He's got his hunting thermals on sometimes in July. Yeah, exactly. He gets like 67 oh, degrees in because our office. Janice in the office thinks the coffee is too hot. Mm-hmm. You don't know my pain. Right, here's here's <laughs> what I want to know. And, Doug, you're an honest guy, and our listeners are going to appreciate this. Give us an honest opinion. The hardworking guy who's saved up his life savings, maybe dipped into his wife's annuity. Yeah, you never know what happens. They've got about a 40-acre plot. They can maybe plant maybe half an acre here, half an acre there. What is the one thing if they forty could acre only... property is what you you're saying? Oh, did I say forty forty acre plot? Forty back up, back up. So they got they got they got they own forty acres. Forty acres, yep. That's their life savings is stuck on this forty acres. Yeah, everything they've ever worked for is right there. Yep. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So they've got a half acre here or maybe a half acre there that they can maybe they can plant on. What is the one seed or product that you would say, hey, look, you can really only afford this. Throw this out there. What's the one product that you would sell them? Well, no, see, now that's a loaded question. Yeah, I was just going to say there's a lot to that. <laughs> hey, I just okay. wanted to see if he had okay. an answer. No, I want to no, see where no, he's going. No, no, no. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, uh, no I'm not to get off track. Not to get off track, but I'm going to explain something to you. Now, now here's here's what I do with guys who have 40s, like you're saying. I have them reinvent the wheel. And in other words, I have them go and put a plot in the center of their property um, that they can easily access with a decent wind, and I'd only start hunting after Christmas. Okay, mm. so if that's all you got, Okay, I know you're going to sit there and say, well, why did you go there with that? Because I'm a realist. Um, so, and I'm not here to hoard deer. I am here to sit there and make, get your best bang for your buck, no pun intended. But if I had to go with a seed blend, I would probably go with uh, tagged out or else the 
uh, uh, that, uh, that uh, Tankalicious, either one of them two. Um, they're both money. They're both big producers. Um, the one thing about the tagged out is all that over and alfalfa come back. So you're giving them protein right from the get-go. But, you know, setting up your property is just as, just as important as putting in plots. You know, you got to have it set up where you have easy. I, 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 and, and I'll share this for an example. Let me let me share this for an example. I had a customer who owns, he owns 150 acres. Okay, called me up and he said, "Hey, I put a, I put a plot in my property. I want you to come and look at it. You told me to put in three acres." I said, "Yeah." I said, "If you could," and he said, "Well, you got to come look at it." Um. I get in this property, we're, we're on his gator or side-by-side, whatever, driving through his property, driving through his property, and all of a sudden we come to this plot that's probably all the quarry. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, wow, man, did you do a lot of work here? He goes, yeah. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, you made it really nice and square. He goes, yeah. He said, well, that's, that's my neighbor's property line. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> And I'm, I'm like, uh, excuse me? And he goes, and I pull up my Onyx map, so I whip it open, I turn it on, I look it up. I'm like, wait a minute. That's your neighbor right there? Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's your other neighbor right there? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Why? You have 150 acres. Why did you put it right in the corner of your two neighbors? Jeez, man. And and he says to me, he goes, well, you know, I just felt like if I could put it here, all the deer will live by me, and then I, I'll have them all to myself. And I'm like, but they own more woods than you do. Damn. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I never, never thought of that. You know? And, I mean, Planting trees. You start some horny buck evergreens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just sit there and you're just like, you know, you never over underestimate the power of a person's brain. Yeah. You know, you just, you can't, you can't do it. I don't care how hard you try. You just can't do it. You know, um, but you know, it is what it is. He wants all the deer in the tribe property area. That's kind of awesome. That's a great story. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) man, dude. Oh, like I said, here's your sign. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've seen, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. I have, you know, and and it is what it is. I'm just here for nutrition to help deer to grow, um, teach people what to look for, how to do things right. And that's, you know, and that's where my, that's where my main, my main set is from. That's where it's all from. And it's been growing for us. No pun intended. You know, it just has been. Right. You know, I'm not taking away from the. There's a lot of great seed companies out there. I'm sure there is. I don't. You know, I hear some different people complain about other seed companies, and I'm sure I could go back on us too. Um, you know, there's enough out here to share the wealth. The problem that I run into with a lot of these other bigger seed companies, it's all about margins. Mm-hmm. You know, and everything with them is all about you know, man of living. You know, we got to buy it for this much because we got to make this much, and we can give this much away for free because. We only got this much in it. Well, the only way you can get seed cheap is to basically buy two to three year off seed, and I won't do it. I won't put nothing under it's not a bag of seed that goes out of our warehouse that I would not plant myself. Period. 
Yeah, and that says a lot, man. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, after the whole episode of saying what you've said, I think people are really going to have a better understanding on why why prices are the way they are, why certain protocol is the way it is, and they can see that you're passionate about it and the knowledge you have of your product, and that's a refreshing thing to see, especially if someone's investing their, like you said, time, money, equipment, property tax, all that. Mm -hmm. You know, all that boils into their food plot, and... So it's, it's, spending the extra twenty two dollars. Yeah, it, it's good to have you behind <laughs> it, you know. So that that is cool, and, and so thank you for coming on our show, man, and kind of spitting the knowledge that you have, and, and just being so cool about it. Well, I mean, hey, listen, I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I I'd love to get together with you if it's going to work out that you know I'm down that way. Um, and I, I know, I, I, like I said, I know I'll be down that way. I'm going to be hunting down by Jack a little bit this year. I also hunt down in uh, um, at, at um, Buck Chasers with Bishop, too. I hunt with him also. I mean, I, I hunt a lot in Illinois because, I mean, I love it. Because you know what? I'm away from home. I love home. I love my wife. I love my family. But you know what? By the time, honestly, by the time November comes around, I am officially burnt out. Right. Yeah. I am burnt out. I am, um, I don't want to see human beings. Um, I, I, I know I hunt, I, I gun hunt by, by, by with Chris Bishop's became a good friend of mine. He owns an outfitter out down there. And, um, and he, and he, we laughed because I said, Chris, I don't care where you sit me. All I'm telling you is you're dropping me off in the dark and you're picking me up in the dark. I don't want to <laughs> see that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I shot the deer at, uh, you know, seven fifteen. uh, well, it's six fifteen at night. What are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, I just yeah, enjoy yeah, the well, silence. <laughs> I mean, I, I just enjoy it. You know, I enjoy it. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's my time. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, I put in, you know, I'm getting older and I just turned 50 here a couple, you know, about a month ago, whatever it was. But um, the funny thing about the whole story is, um, you know, I used to put in 18-hour days. I can't anymore. I just, I can't handle it. I, I put in, I right now I'm about 14 hours. Um, and then I and then I had enough. I had enough. I had enough. And, and you know what? I, I, you know, I, life is too short. You know, enjoy what you do. Enjoy, enjoy having a life. Do stuff with your kids. Do stuff with your friends. Take your kids. I encourage people. Take kids hunting. You know, and get them into it. Get kids. And get them off their iPads and their iPhones and away from the TV. Get them out. Help them plant your food plots. Help them put off mineral. Help them hang. You know, have them help you hang. You know, cameras. I mean, put them, them to work. Hi, put them to work. Hey, you know what? I never had a PlayStation. We had four hundred hogs. My dad, every year for Christmas, bought me a brand new shovel. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. You know, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm not lying. We didn't have a barn cleaner. We didn't need one because we had Doug, and Doug was our barn cleaner, and I shoveled shit every night. <laughs> it was what it was. And you know what? I didn't complain about it because they, they put clothes on my back, a roof over my head, and they fed me. Builds character. I mean, it does. And that's what it was. I mean, you know. Today's society with these kids today, man, I, and I'm telling you, it ain't the kids, it's the parents. These kids do not respect their parents anymore. And I'm like, you know, I told my kid, I, I, I'll share this with you, and I know we got to go, but my, my daughter came home one day about a year and a half ago. And she come home from, from school one day, and she said, Dad, I learned something in school today. I said, well, I hope you learned more than just something. She said, no, I learned something in school today. I learned that you can't you can't hit me. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> the law of physics will I said, disagree. I said, excuse me? And 
she says, yeah, I learned that you can't hit me. And I said, well, why is that? Because then you would go to jail. I said, well, let me tell you how this works, Emily. <laughs> you're, a pretty, you're a pretty good kid. So I don't think I will probably ever have to spank you. But let me tell you something. If I light you up, it's only because you have it coming, first and foremost. Second of all, you go tell them they're going to send over a police officer, and then they're going to take me away. So now you're going to lose your daddy, okay? But here's how this is going to work. I am going to get out sooner or later. <laughs> and if you do that again, I'm going to light you up again. Because that is how my dad raised me. It's called pain association. Why do you put an electric fence around to keep cows in? Because they don't want to touch it. <laughs> it's no different in life. Just do what the adults tell you. As a father, I am not going to lead you astray. I am going to lead you in the right direction. So just listen to me. I know you're going to do stupid things because you're a kid. And I was a kid once, too. I just think at my age now, it cost me more money for you to be stupid than it did when I was your age. Right, no doubt. Little, you know, it's a little I like different it. world now, Electric fence you know, theory. Yeah. So just you know, as, just mean, in case you, know, you guys were wondering, if uh, you're a brand-new landowner or a brand-new parent, please call Horny Buckseed or visit their website, hornybuckseed.com, and uh, ask Doug for advice on both. It'll pan out for you. It will. You learn. You learn in life, right? It was no learning experience, you know. But I mean, I you know. Listen, I appreciate the time, guys. If you ever want me back on again, I'd be more than if you've got some stuff. Of course. Oh, it's gonna happen. Hey, hopefully the next one's in person. If you're down at Lodge Five and we get the open weekend to head down there at the same time, we'll have to do one in person. And Steve says so. I would love to go with you guys. I, 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 I love people who have passion. You guys have passion, and that's what it's Appreciate all about. That. You love what you do, what you do, you know. And that's you know what. There's, I, I, and I admire that because you know what. I'm never going to be a brain surgeon, nor do I ever want to be. Right. You know. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm the guy that comes out there and I help people who they, you know, they want to grow deer. I help them grow deer. In a, Am I, you know, am I doing everything 100% correct? Probably not. I just tell people this. This is how I do it. If you want to do it your way, do it your way. If you don't want to, I'm here. It's just that simple. Very, yeah, for sure. Hey, one real quick, uh, stick around on the phone when we get done with the podcast here, but just tell people where they can find you on social media, and we'll link all that there in the episode of the description. Or Yeah, the dis- yeah I said that right. The description of the episode. Okay, well, it's um, we're at uh, hornybuckseed.com. It's H-O-R-N-Y-B-U-C-K-S-E-E-D.com. You can go and find us on there. We're also on Facebook. I mean, Facebook. I love that. Um, <laughs> I hope we're, on, we're on Instagram also, um, and I think we're at, I don't know. I got other guys doing our, our stuff. I, I, I'm not, if you haven't figured it out, I'm not one of those guys that's um, uh, very tech savvy. You know, I drive a tractor for a living pretty much, you know. so I'm on board uh, with that. I, I, when it gets when it gets down to electronics, I don't you know like I said social media and stuff. Um, but you know you can message me on there at any time. You can text me at any time. That is my biggest downfall, guys, that I have to this day with this business. And I think I'm one of the only, and I'm saying this truthful, I'm one of the only idiots out there as a business owner that still has your cell phone number as their business line. That's very cool. Yeah, Kurt, <laughs> what about that? Um, you know, um, it, 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 I'm not going to lie to you, it's brutal. 
But I, when I started this company, I made a vow to myself more than anything. I was going to try to provide the best customer service that I possibly, possibly can. So I have people texting me or calling me on a daily basis. I tell people, if you have a question, text me. If, if, it, if it's got a long answer, I will call you. If it's a short answer, <laughs> I will text you. That's um, perfect. It, it's just that simple. It's just that simple. But it's very you cool. know what? We are only as good as you do it. Always remember that. And I, I try to educate. I try to do the best I can. But, yeah, you can find us on all of those sites. And like I said, you can message us on all those. I got a great team, a great staff that comes behind that really helps us. And, I mean, they are very, very good at it. Um, I've, I've educated them the best. that I, I, I'm not ashamed or afraid to share knowledge. If I know something, I'm telling you because I don't want you to fail. I don't want anybody to fail. I want everybody to do it the best of their ability, the best they can, do it right, and you know what? Hopefully you win. You still got to deal with Mother Nature, and that can that can suck sometimes. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know it, it is what it is. So, but yeah, just um, you know, anything I can help you guys with. And when I'm down there, I will let you guys know a little bit ahead of time. When I'm traveling down to Illinois, I would love to get together, go grab a bite, and maybe stuff. Okay. Of course, of course. I mean, you got my number. Just let us know. We appreciate your time, man. I think everyone's going to enjoy this one. You guys got anything to add here in studio? I've got absolutely nothing. Thanks, Doug. Uh, I know Thanks, who to call guys. when uh, my year my one year old son. X up, so that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Horny Bug Doug's got you covered on all aspects of life. You heard it here in Working Class. You're going to talk to Uncle Horny Bug Doug. <laughs> he got, I will yeah, well, beat you. <laughs> I will beat you red, boy. And then when I get out of prison, I'll do it again. <laughs> that man's yeah. scary. It's like a rented mule, right? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Right. All right, Doug, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for everything. Everyone, thanks for listening. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you.